0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the crossover, another crossover episode of Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Golden Knights. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. I am Chris Maselli. He is Kyle Sullivan. We are with Locked on Avalanche and Tony Cordasco of Locked on Vegas. Golden Knights is here. And if you were uh, watching on YouTube, you said I, I kind of opened by saying it could not be more of a perfect time to to do this crossover. We kind of had this planned for a little while, knowing that this game would be played on Wednesday night. Uh, And we kind of had an idea that Eichel might be back for this, kind of reading the tea leaves. You knew that it was going to happen, and it is. And Mark Stone is on LTIR, uh, so we will get to that. There is so much to talk about with Tony. So uh, thank you. Welcome aboard,
2: yeah, this game, this game's gonna be played in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> <On Wednesday. laughs> yeah,
0: of course, of course, with the the ever the Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do
2: even
0: think? We're gonna, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I mean, another twelve hour game. I think we're all we're all down for that. Why not? So <laughs> let's let's start there, man. It, it, you know, oh, there's so much going on with uh, with Vegas, and you know we got to start with Eichel and his first game is, is going to be obviously Wednesday night against the avalanche. I want to start with him and then we'll get to Mark stone and all the LTIR stuff. What are Vegas fans expecting of him? I mean, is it going to be, is he getting, you know, full first line minutes right from the jump or is this going to be, you know, we'll give him 10 minutes or so just to ease him back into, to game mode. Or is it, like I said,
2: you know, all, all the gloves are off. You're out there. Well, Pete DeBoer. Uh, sorry, guys. My microphone is not. There we go. That's better. You're, now you can hear me. Uh, yeah. So, so, so Pete, DeBoer, Pete DeBoer was actually saying uh, that he's going to just watch. He doesn't have a pitch count, so to speak. He's going to be out there, and they want him to move his legs. They want him to get out there and to work and see where it goes. And I think pretty much, I think he's going to get those first-line minutes, and I think he's going to be a valuable addition from Jump on special teams for the Golden Knights because their their special teams have not been very good and know what Eichel can bring and I'm just getting really pumped up watching all of his highlights, but we don't know like, you know, at what percent is Jack Eichel back you know, right. himself and how much time it's going to take to get the rhythm and everything else going. So uh so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But I, I, I really believe that they're gonna see as far as he can go and how he's feeling and all those other variables. But it's It's interesting now because Eichel takes over the center spot on the top line. And then, of course, Mark Stone is out. So we've got Evgeny Dodonov now and Max Pacioretty. And uh, Pacioretty came back, but he hasn't scored, I think, in 10 games now. So hopefully, you know, Eichel could help him out, his game a little bit. And then that third line of VGK is the line to watch out for uh, because you're going to now have Chandler Stevenson, Move from the top line to the third line, the leading scorer on this team. And then uh, Jonathan so they broke up the misfit line. And so he's going to be on the third line now. And uh, you've got Nick Waugh. And so that's a real interesting line. And Pete DeBoer thinks that he could create a lot of mismatches with that line. And that, to me, is the most intriguing matchup of the game on Wednesday night.
0: With the with the current situation that the Vegas Golden Knights see themselves in, with Robin Leonard, um, he's now suffered an injury, and there were rumors that they're kicking the tires on Mark Andre Fleury. You know, now that's about to start with Jack Eichel coming out and joining the team. Are you anticipating more scoring from those top two, maybe even three lines now that Eichel's back to compensate for the goalie position? Because do you have a little bit of buyer's remorse? Because you're having to make these moves like LTIR and you're having to do some crafty roster work to feel the team when the goalie situation is now the big
2: issue. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that Pete DeBoer wishes that he was back in Lake Louise. That's where the team went, <laughs> you know, for a few days to kind of get away from Las Vegas, to have a little bonding, you know, type of a, a environment with all the guys. And now they're back here. And all of a sudden it was pretty quiet. And now it's just like all hell is broken loose. So you've got, you know, Mark Stone, LTIR, to make room, the cap space. We don't have any cap issues here. Uh, To to make some some room, you know, so that you have Jack Eichel now inserted. And then, of course, uh, we hear about Robin Leonard. And today, Kelly McCrimmon, you know, goes on the record. Um, I should say, you know, on Tuesday, McCrimmon goes on the record and says, oh, no, we're not going after Flurry, not at all. And, you know, the fans here love Mark andre Flurry, <laughs> right. and they were just going bananas, you know, once the Frank Saravelli story came out earlier in the day. And now Robin Leonard appears to be out for a while. So this is a shoulder injury, and he's got... And I, you know what, guys? I never thought that Leonard would be the day-to-day guy. Like, I mm-hmm. never agreed with anyone that this guy would be durable enough to play an entire season. And here we are, where... <laughs> You know they're they're in again a bit of a, a quandary. They don't know what to do. They have to get another goaltender, and they're talking. I've heard um, Georgiev's name thrown around. Yeah, but yeah. Georgiev might go uh, to Chicago in exchange for Flurry. Flurry goes back and plays for Gerard Gallant. There are so many scenarios. Wow, there are no cap issues. <laughs> There's no cap issues.
1: There are no cap issues. Is the new T-shirt? That's why they, that's there, why there they are, they are no play. cap issues.
2: Players against you guys against the ABS last year. There's no yeah. cap issues. There's never been. And
1: that is the you know eighteen million dollars over the cap T-shirt of, of this year. Yeah, uh, is there you are no? You cap saw issues. my
2: hashtag from last year.
1: What, yeah. what was it?
2: Stanley Cap. It was hashtag Stanley Cap.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about this, man. Like how. How are they going to navigate this over the next few years? They lucked out this year. Let, let's just call that what it is, you know. And they, you know, if if Eichel was not in in the game, if he was not a knight, uh, you, yeah, you, maybe you're putting Stone on, you know, a, a couple week uh, injured reserve or something like that, and and then he he would come back. He would come back, if he's eighty percent. But now they have the luxury of of exploiting that loophole in putting him in LTIR and then miraculously he will be ready for game 1 round 1 um, and 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 they've played the system they've gained the system and and they're not doing anything illegal but they are looking out now you're you're but for, from from a knight standpoint yeah, you're losing Stone, you're gaining Eichel. Maybe that's an even trade-off.
2: will take that maybe, trade. Maybe I'll tell you, you know, yeah, the, you know what I mean. Maybe sixty or seventy percent, because you know Stone wasn't scoring that much this season. He was more, and you know Kelly McCrimmon said, "Oh yeah, you know Stone had this injury dating back to last year." And McCrimmon said he got injured in the second game. You know, he really hurt his back. No, he hurt like his knee, I think, or his lower body. So I don't know what to believe around here, guys. I'm just going to be honest wow. with you. I, they, they are. I mean,
1: are they not becoming like the New York Yankees of, of the hockey world? But people just <laughs> yeah. seem to like hate them. I know. I know. Uh, number they, one, they, because they, they've never had to suffer through a bad season yet. Like they're right. they're a good team. You have to admit they're a good team. But the way they go about business. They'll just—they're just gonna grab. Like, even though they've said that Flurry is not in their plans, just the fact that that's that's out He's there. in their now. plans. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. That doesn't
2: just happen. And you know, we all trust Saravelli. And you know, like, yeah, it's definitely something that's happened. There's been some conversations there to try to get him back. So, but how does that work? Just, you let I, him go
1: because of cap reasons, and, and now you, you want to out-
2: be Twitter. You know, right? <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Crazy.
1: And then, how do you bring him back? When you've already acquired Eichel and now you're gonna bring him back and you the reason you traded him in the beginning was for cap reasons. I it, my my mind like explodes when I try to figure out how they do business. And on the other end, it's like must see TV to see how they navigate this. Because in the end it just seems like they always come out squeaky clean. And that's another reason why people just can't can't like stand Vegas, because they're always they're they're oh they always win. They're always yep. right, they're always at the forefront. I and mean, maybe don't win the cup yet, but they haven't had to suffer like every other franchise in NHL history has had to.
2: Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. And but the GMs could only blame themselves for dealing with the Golden Knights and sending all these players, you know, here to Vegas. And you know, to, to me, it's like every year they've said that there's like absolutely no problems with the cap, and then we just see as the season starts to wear on, and you know, as soon as they signed Eichel, you know, it's a ten million dollar a year ticket. And so now we're all worried about, you know, who's going to get try, uh, traded in every day. And I think, you know, the game at Calgary, I thought that the team was not only physically spent, but emotionally spent because, mm-hmm. you know, Riley Smith, you know, his contract expires at the end of the year, $5 million. That's easy to get rid of him, right? You know, no contract at the wow. end of the season. Evgeny Dodonov, I think he's a little bit overpaid at around, what 5000000 $5 million, $5 to 6 somewhere in there. Yeah. And so everyone was, I think, on alert of who was going to be let go. And I, I think that that was a factor in that just kind of struggling at times, you know, injuries aside, and they have had so many injuries on his team. Uh, you know, when you have Pacioretty out and Stone out for a bulk of the season and a lot of players, you know, didn't really step up, but a lot of the AHL guys did. Uh, you know, Pete DeBoer, I think right now to me, and I watch him every day and I'm not like his biggest fan, but he has to be up for coach of the year honors because of the job hmm. that he's done to put this team in a position to win the Pacific Division. It's like Not a bad it's fault. incredible. Not but I, I don't it, there is a lot of there, there are a lot of smoke and mirrors, guys. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh with this team. And now, so if Leonard, if Leonard's out, you take his five million and you could put that on the shelf on LTIR. We still have Alec Martinez out there. Mm-hmm. who hasn't played in a while, you know, and hopefully he can make his way back into the lineup. But And then somebody's going to have to be let go, right? They're still going to have to play that numbers game, and they cannot face – they can't be in the position against the Colorado Avalanche again when you're going for the president's trophy to only suit up 15 guys. That cannot happen again, Well ever, but yeah. ag- here we are again. And they right. lock down on all these players long-term made no sense well that's what not. i want to get
1: yeah all right let me let's uh let's hear from Built bar and then yeah i i want to talk about that stuff uh but yeah so so yeah, all right let's get to Built bar man there's so much to get to i love this um all <laughs> right so we are now into february and new year's resolutions are probably all but extinct but that does not mean you can't kick start new resolutions or start to eat right and you can do that with built bar And if you haven't tried their newest invention, the Built Bar Puffs, if you like marshmallows, which I know Kyle does, uh, they are your new favorite. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow bar. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat covered in 100% chocolate, and they don't taste like what, Kyle?
0: A chemical spill.
1: Of course not. Who wants to eat a chemical spill? All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, uh, and yes, that includes the puffs. 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. So replace your candy bar with a built bar or a built bar puff. They're better than a typical candy bar. It can be anywhere from that, which can be from two to 300 calories. When built bars are 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked15 and get 15% off of your order. Once again, built.com. And the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. That's what I want to ask is if you look at the – and I just did this briefly this afternoon. I didn't break out the calculator or anything. I just used, you know, the calculator (laughs) up here, which is not the best. Uh, But the expiring contracts for Vegas, I did, like I said, real quick uh, calculations. And it seems like it's almost about – $10 $10 million of what's expiring. Now, I don't think it, was, it exceeded that, but it's in that area. And you can work with that to get Eichel in under the cap if everybody comes back. LTIR is not a thing. But what's the problem there? Your, your, your expiring contact, contracts are from five or six guys to satisfy one. So for this year, we know what's happening. For next year, you, you, you can't sign anybody. There's no money to go around to sign new people. So
2: where's the depth going to be? No, no. I mean, what they're going to do, guys, what they're going to... Sorry, man. I can't get my volume straight. <laughs> uh, so so what they're going to do is they will continue to do business the way they do business. And they'll trade for whoever. And then they'll just go, we'll face the salary cap ramifications later. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I, th- I just think that, that that's their MO right now. I That's the way that I feel. Like... They might go out, you know, before the trading deadline, and sign someone, and then just again pull the juggling act, you know, that Devore's been doing, that uh, sorry Kelly McCrimmon's been doing, uh, George McPhee. The front office is just that. Just seems to be that the the way that they do operations with this team. Wow. Then I, I, then why trade Flurry? Why trade him? Why not
1: try to figure that? Out? Like if you you traded Flurry, who has a, a less cap hit than Eichel, and you brought in Eichel. Were what what was the reason to trade Flurry? If you had cap issues, those cap issues didn't apply to, to Eichel.
2: I think the reason why it because they didn't get along with his agent, Alan Walsh, first uh, and foremost. Okay. And I think that, of course, after he did the um, that nice artistic, you know, that piece of artwork with uh, Flurry being impaled by DeBoer, that was mm. the ticket out of Vegas. You know, mm. and uh, and they didn't want to deal with the agent anymore. Although now they still have to, I think. Uh, who's he half you know, yes. but in, in any event, you, yeah. So like to me, um, it was all about, you know, that going on the aging goalie, which again, like we loved flurry here. Okay. I like him. Great guy in the community, super guy, mm-hmm. great with the media and all that, but an aging, you know, goaltender. And again, the biggest question to me at the time was why are they extending him? Why are they extending him for that long of a period of time? Cause you didn't know by the end of his contract, what you were going to get, where you're going to get flurry, a shell of flurry, some flower buds. I mean, whatever.
0: (laughs) And you see that, and you were mentioning the aging. And if you look at the roster, like, especially after they made the move for Nolan Patrick, who I'm a fan of, I was a big fan of him. And to see him not really hit his potential, you know, that's been one thing, but what do you expect out of Vegas, especially out of Henderson? Like, is there anything coming in from the silver Knights that could possibly help either this year or potentially next year? Like, we know the names on the roster now, but is there relief from the depth in the AHL?
2: Uh, There could be some, yes, yes. Uh, I think that they're very high on uh, Brendan Burson, you know, who's playing in the Olympics now, and he's playing at the University of Michigan for, you know, the future and a future prospect and all the things that he's done. Um, You do have, you know, some goaltenders, um, Dylan Ferguson, you know, down on the farm and Uh, Yeah, there's there's some decent players, but I wouldn't say that there's like a ton of depth. I will say this, though. Every time that they called up someone from the AHL, they responded. They played within the system. They've done a really good job and they've scored goals, which is incredible. Uh, So every move I think that Pete DeBoer made uh, earlier in the season, I think, has really helped out. Nolan Patrick, Nolan Patrick, I, I just think I think he's got upside. I think he has potential. He's shown some really good flashes of brilliance and returning to his former self. He was on the IR for a while here, had COVID, he's had some battles this season as well as we know the well documented concussion issues in the uh in the past and the migraine issue. Uh, but that fourth line for VGK with Howden, Carrier and Patrick now, that's been the most consistent line of late. They just have played like the best and they're the they were the only ones that were scoring goals. I mean, Howden mm-hmm. had that streak of what like three or four games in a row where he was scoring goals and the top two lines were just not doing anything. They just went to sleep. So mm-hmm. I am I'm, I'm curious to see how the misfit line responds. Now, you know, Carlson, I still thought Carlson should have been cause he's struggling and, and the fans love him. And when you say, Hey, William Carlson, what are his strengths to a fan? 200-foot player. I don't know what that means, guys, but I, I can tell you one thing. He belongs on the third line, if not – but he's untouchable. Like, there's a guy that they locked in long-term, right, with like a mm-hmm. six, seven, eight-year deal, whatever, at $6 million a year, and he's gone down steadily, like 43 goals his first season, down, down, down. Like, he's got seven goals this season. He's been in and out of the lineup. I get it, but he should be producing a lot more.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, are are they too stubborn to really make a move? Like like they, you got Eichel, okay. Um, are, would they move anybody out to kind of keep him in the mix? Uh, I mean, obviously not getting rid of Eichel; they they just traded for him. But are they are they too stubborn of a, of, a, of a front office to to understand that they have these? this cap hell that they're going to be in and, and make a move like, like a big name might have to leave, but will they do that? Or will they have like all these smaller little pieces that they'll get rid of and try to keep all of these big names together.
2: Yeah. And right now it's like Jack Eichel is the centerpiece and let's say he doesn't recover from this injury and it takes Mm -hmm. them a longer period of time. All of their eggs right now, I can tell you this are in the Eichel basket. They really are. They, they all they believe that he's the guy that's going to be the savior for this team and lead him to the Stanley Cup. And um, they, they really do believe that. And I thought that they might just bring him back in this game and put him on special teams, kind of like just take. No, he's coming right out and he's yeah. going to play on the top line. And I, I just don't know. We haven't seen him with that kind of contact. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to respond. So, okay. it, but they, they might—they have been stubborn, though I will say that. And they were like when they started to lock down players, a lot of players long term. That's when it was like the red flags were just flying, yeah. you know. Like yeah, I'm just like, what are they going to do in five years from now? What if these players don't produce? Like mm. they're going to get stuck with some some really tough deals that they're not going to be able to get out of.
0: So what you're saying in our matchup where Eichel makes his debut against us. And Eichel I, falls flat. Will you pick up the phone when we call for Shea Theodore? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can have them, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because those I, those, those sure are the type gonna,
0: names that are going to be coming out, especially with the trade deadline sure. um, heating up and everybody chasing after Claude Giroux. If you're going after, if you're in second place and you don't win on that sweepstakes for Claude Giroux, everybody's going to have eyeballs on Vegas because that roster is. Second best.
2: Yeah. If and, you can't I, get
0: Claude Giroux, you can get a Shea Theodore, or you can you keep going down the
2: line. You start with, you know, the Riley Smiths and Evgeny Dodonov And last week was the first time that I heard an awful lot. The name of Jonathan Marsh is so out there, who has really? the most goals on this team at 20. But this is an organization too, fellas, that really prides itself on like they want to win the cup so bad. They're chasing the cup so bad. That it's a what have you done for me lately organization. And so uh-huh. if you're not producing in say the last eight or ten games, all of a sudden, and I don't know if it's someone like McCrimmon that just floats that name out there or whatever. It's like they try to get, you know, gauge if if there's some interest there, but they'll they'll release names of of guys that you're like Marcia, so you know, but yet William Carlson is untouchable. He's untouchable. Mm. Seven goals this mm. year. Untouchable. I don't I, I can't figure that one out for the life of me.
1: Well, maybe they're not the Yankees. Maybe they're the the New England Patriots. They just get rid of you if oh. you're not, if you're not producing <laughs> All right, before we go any further, let's hear from BetOnline. And football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam ahead mode for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just Basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's BetOnline.net where the game starts. Also brought to you by RockAuto.com and with the ever-increasing number of makes and models... It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
2: Are you guys Uh, going to talk much about the avalanche?
1: I was just gonna say like let us let's, let's get into uh, let let's get into you know the, the, the what we're expecting tonight. so um, you know it's this is becoming and Kyle and I talk about this a lot. it's becoming you know you have your your rivals within a division, you have your rivals within the conference, then you you know you might have some rivals in the other conference, but this is becoming a, a good rivalry between these two franchises, and it has all the makings of it continuing for years to come because they're both set up. I mean they we're talking about the the cap issues that Vegas has. You kind of got to figure that they're going to figure it out and they're still going to be able to keep the majority of of these guys. Uh, and the Avalanche are set up for for years to come as well. The, this is these are these two teams are whenever they go at it, you're going to have to tune in. And so so I mean I would say what you're expecting tonight, the Avalanche I think are going to be, you know, there's there's still they have that bad taste in their mouths from from how it went down in the playoffs and that will stick around for them until they're able to overcome that the regular season is not going to cure that um and and unless you know if if they go forward into the playoffs and they go deep and you know they're lucky enough to get to the cup final and, and maybe even win it that will be great obviously if they don't have to face vegas in the process uh personally i'll feel like I want it all now. I I want to be able to avenge that loss in the in the postseason, and I want to go on to beat them and then you know win the ultimate prize. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I think until it does happen in the playoffs, uh, for the Avalanche anyway, it's gonna be, it's gonna be something that that is looked at as like you couldn't get past Vegas right now. It's like you can't get past the second round, uh, and Vegas is thrown into that mix. So regular season is just a precursor to what's going to happen in the postseason If these two teams meet up, because that's going to be, man, cannot yeah. wait. And Vegas, what do you think? Kai? Vegas
2: one, they won earlier the season there in Colorado. And then you guys kind of just left them hanging at the airport or whatever. And they, uh, their flight was delayed. So good work on your part. <laughs> oh, really? We'll but Did that happen? Uh, I'm so, they, sorry. They, yeah. so sorry. So yeah, sorry. They beat, they beat <laughs> Dallas. They beat Dallas on the tail end of that, back to back. But I wanted to ask you, Nathan McKinnon, he's back. Yeah. And, uh, what is, uh, what is he like since he's uh, returned? Uh, what is his health like, and has he found any sort of rhythm since his return?
0: I feel like Nathan McKinnon now, like in his first game back, I mean, yeah, he's kind of feeling out, getting getting his legs back under him. But he's done this a couple times this year where he's, and especially with contributions from players like Nazim Kadri, Devin Tays, Gabe Landisgaard was bookend goals in the Dallas game he doesn't have to be the night-in, night-out hero anymore. So if he's not feeling it, he doesn't have to go over the top to contribute. So if you didn't hear anything out of Nathan McKinnon, it doesn't bode well for the Vegas Golden Knights, especially when they're putting up such an incredible record and they are leaps and bounds, like climbing in the standings, and all the headlines are Eichel's debut on the TNT game. The Vegas Golden Knights are already stealing the headline from what the Avalanche are building. Nathan McKinnon reads these headlines because he's geared that way. So he's going to go in there, and if you haven't heard anything about him yet, you will.
2: Yeah, that should be quite an uh, exciting game, you know, for national TV. And then, uh, guys, uh, Nazim Kadri, career season already, right? He's already outscored what he did last year. Is he
1: tied, Kyle, or has he got one one more point than than he's got one?
0: Yeah, he's, he's yeah, already he on his career. Down. He's already he's hit his career best numbers. Person. Yes. Yeah. And and there's what, yeah.
1: 35 games left to play? So that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, I think a lot of people are just waiting for him to slow down. And and because the way that this team is built, I don't anticipate that happening. And we're the longer that this goes on, we're talking about a serious heart contender. And... I really would like to know what the odds were for for Nazem Kadri to to be a Hart Trophy candidate or even possibly win it at the beginning of the season because it was probably astronomical. I don't think anybody yeah, was expecting him. I'm not going to book
2: it now. Me. I'm not going to take your <laughs> no. money now. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then uh, of course, uh, yeah, know, he's been great. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Kale McCarr, uh, and he always seems to play very well against the Golden Knights. Uh, what uh, what has he done lately?
1: he is uh and i've said this many times like i don't i don't have favorite players anymore like you know i'm 40 years old so it's not like you know my favorite players are you know half my age basically you know <laughs> but um you know as a kid you have all your favorite players and for me you know they were peter forsberg is probably my all time favorite player you know you have all those guys like the sackicks and the patrick was and stuff like that and you have guys that you obviously root for um kamgara is is a favorite player of mine now he he is he plays the game right he's good off the ice he's not a problem off the ice um he does he's not the the he's a defenseman that i'll well I'll let Kyle use the term that he used yesterday but he he does you can put him in any situation and be comfortable he's never ever a liability on the ice is a complete opposite so lucky that we have him
0: yeah, I, I mentioned it before, but Kale McCarr is your prototypical five-tool player. He can dominate in every aspect of the game, and Chris mentioned it on and off the ice. Like he's getting these little clips where of his highlights that you share everywhere, and he's not taking it like Zegras and like embellishing it and making it part of his character and adding to his swagger. Kale McCarr is a hockey machine and you're seeing that night in, night out and he doesn't let it change his game no matter how loud he's playing or how quiet because Kale is going to be Kale night in and night out.
2: Were you guys as concerned about the loss of Philip Grubauer, you know, the goaltender who I thought really uh he was just br- was brilliant in that, you know, so many times that I saw him play against K and then replacing him with Darcy Kemper, uh were you concerned at the start of the season and uh, what were the expectations for for Kemper coming into the year?
1: Uh, I wasn't concerned that they lost Grubauer. I was upset because I, you know, I, I like keeping a team together, um, and this team had another year under their belt. And I thought he was playing well for for the Avalanche, and I thought he would have been great going forward. But um, he didn't want to be here. He wanted to go for an expansion team, and that's his decision to make. And I think we were of the mind of, um, you know, you. You don't need an, a superstar goalie. You want a serviceable goalie. You want you want a you know an A one goalie to be in there. Um, and I thought the move to get Darcy Kemper was was a great move. And it's uh, a guy that just needs to play a solid game. He doesn't need to win you games. Anybody that's in in net for the Avs is not the type of guy that needs to like stand on his head game in and game out like I witnessed like Henrik Lundqvist do uh, over and over again for for the Rangers. Your defense and your offense will lift you up on most games for the Avs. There are games where you're going to have to win it, and he's capable of doing that. So um, I think it was a good move, and he's an unrestricted at the end of the year. If the money's right, I bring him back because mm-hmm. I think as the season has gone on, he's just gotten better and better and better.
0: And see, when, look, yeah. when, Fra- when, Fra- uh, when Grubauer went to Seattle, I thought this was Franco's time to shine because Grubauer, when he played, it was right between Frankie and Grubauer within the fan base. And that's what I thought we were going to get. But when they brought Darcy Kemper in, especially off his performance in the bubble, what the Avalanche had to experience against Arizona, it felt like, okay, this is a serviceable goalie. And both of these goalies, Franco's and Darcy Kemper, are playing rock-solid Uh, goalie, like in the goalie position and with the way the Avalanche are scoring, they just need to go out there and just give a good effort. They don't have to win us a game because we are the highest scoring team in NHL right now.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the keys that I see, you know, in this game is if the Avalanche could out-physical the Golden Knights because Pete DeBoer was stressing all week long, I've talked about this every game this season, that the Golden Knights are simply just getting out-hit. And since they lost the physical presence of Ryan Reeves, they have not been as physical of a team. Can the Avalanche out-hit VGK, number one? And number two, uh, this matchup, I guess, uh, the key matchup, would probably be not the top line with Eichel. Because uh, we don't know what to expect there, but the third lines, I think, going at it. All right.
1: All right. Well, we got to wrap this up for now. Uh and there's a lot to get to, so we will definitely have Tony back on uh here in the new future. But thank you for joining for Can this. We talk episode. for another hour? No. <laughs> we could. We there's, could. Uh but we will do it, no trust me. Trust salary me. cap. <laughs>
2: Problem. None.
1: No issues. Print it. No Print issues. it. All right, everybody. Uh thank you for we tuning in. Making it your first of it's the day. It- <laughs> <laughs> appreciate everybody tuning in. Go follow Tony. At Locked On Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, definitely Kyle and I over at Locked On Avalanche. So, thank you everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the game. Go abs go.